But lads, would you mind judge me if I told you that, yo, I met like the love of my life when I said to her, you make me want to ride a cold train to a love supreme. Would you mind like judge me? Of course I'll judge you. What, would the, you? Fuck, what the fuck you mean, bro? So bro. would you not encourage it then? Bro, nope. your PR. Yeah. Well, I want to know what goes through your mind. <laughs> bro. bro, in what world? In, lie, in what world know. are we not? Bro, I want to know See, what you function. You, you know why he's a dickhead? Because he thought that he would, we were actually going to support him. Bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah that do that. For you, wait, be moist. Oh, wait, be moist. So wait, you man don't feel like that's a very like romantic bar? Nope. You don't feel like a not woman would appreciate Not when you're first meeting a girl. No, what if we go on a couple of dates yeah, and I yeah, start Pete, feeling and I'm Pete, like, yo, Pete, you made me want to ride a cold train to a love supreme. Pete, Pete. She Pete. needs get to get it. John Cold Train, Love Supreme, Jay Love Supreme, John Cold Train's greatest album. It's not that hard to get. <laughs> Don't act like it's more complex than it's not. Yo, by the way, I think this is the intro. I've got a question for you. I think this is the intro. Yeah, What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 36 of the Rams Like Dimes podcast with your boys Mo. Yo. Peter. Yo, yo. And myself, Yemi. It's another week, another day, lads. How we doing? Please answer. Um, <laughs> I feel great. Don't just look at each other like dickheads. I feel great. Are you going to ask me why I feel great? How do you, why do you feel great, Mo? Because someone done their penalties very well today. And that's another trophy added to collection. Community Shield, relax. I'm shameless. I'm shameless. Community Shield, relax. You call it what you want. It's something. Community um, Shield, relax. I, I'm just saying it's it. a friendly match with a trophy. Easy to say when you lose. It's like the Emirates Cup. It's easy to say when you it's lose. It's like the Emirates Cup. It technically counts as a trophy. I'm trying to put it out there. Don't blame me on my shameless club. But you're not going to look back on your time as an Arsenal If you have not... Oh, yeah, we won the Emirates Cup like seven times in a row. If you haven't beat my club in 2020, I beg you to stop talking. If, if you, you haven't, have not what? beat my club in 2020... If you haven't won the league in 2020, don't talk to me, bro. If, you haven't won, if you've won more than one league, continue talking. If you've won more leagues than you have in any lifetime, don't talk to me. Arsenal's won more things in my life than they look We're like. not going to start this. We already started last episode with a football yeah, right, thing. Right. No, We're not going to start it again. Right, well, salute to Arsenal. Can I just say I'm proud, guys? I've yet to see proof that you're not awful. Anyway, <laughs> lads, how have your weeks been? Mohamed, how's your week been? Um, my week's been cold, man. Assistant like, manager. I'm just literally... I'm the manager. I've literally oh, been going... Right. Um, <laughs> Promotion. I've just literally been going... It's been work, man. You might know, like, the way I've been busy recently, so, like, nothing before, man. It's literally just been ripping and running. I mean, that's because of the promotion, isn't it? You've yeah, you got man. more responsibilities. Ripping, ripping and, and running. running at work? Or? Salute to you. You didn't let me finish. You didn't let me finish last episode. I just, when got, I was there. I'm from my phone your I just head, got, I just got a clarify. Yo, cuz, no. You, well, Peter, listen, how you been listen, the last week? You didn't, I've been good. You didn't let me finish last week when I was like, yo, I was trying to big you up. You got promotion and shit. So shout out to Mo for his promotion. He's now the assistant manager of the EE branch. We're not doing all of that, fam. I don't want people to know where I'm at. An undisclosed location. No, we're not doing all of that, fam. I, I said undisclosed location. They don't know where you're at. That's a fact. They just know you work for EE. Yeah, you're right. Come on, man. EE, man. What can I say? I'm working, bro. Trust me. I'm I'm, I'm good at this. I'm that's working. Fine. Yo, that's your thing. You're a goat. Listen. Complex C, this vision. Listen. All of, oh, yeah. Can I just say also, salute. Shout out to the homies. Yes. Also. The homies. Please. Salute, to, salute, salute, to, salute homies. to Complex for including us in the 10 UK podcast, music and culture podcast you need in your life. That's not so um, We're in great company with the likes of The Receipts. Don't want to let the stands, the likes of Pastor Meerkat, the likes of Pathcast, we're in that class. So big ups to those guys and big ups to Complex for including us. And also big up to a lot of the other rap podcasts that are just doing their thing and 
making groundwork their own unique voices. Yeah, man. Crater 08, Dad Bod, Rap Pod, Breaking Atoms, Shotgun New Yorks, Notorious P.O.D., The Next Movement, yeah. Take It Personal, loads of different podcasts, man. We're part of a movement and we're all glad to be in it with you. Peter, how was your week? Yeah, it's been cool, man. Just working, bro. That's it, man. I ain't got nothing to report. Just keeping a low profile and just working, man. Yeah, me, how's your week? That was succinct as fuck. Um, my week has been cool. Um, again, like Peter, just working, keeping my head down. Not much going on, to be honest. But before we start, we gotta say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Hundred percent. One of the goats done so much in a short space mm. of time, man. It's mad. How yeah, man. All of that done is such a, from Jackie Robinson to the Avengers to Black Panther. Mm. It's mad how he's got so much done in such a short span. Yeah, for those who don't know, Chadwick Boseman. Um, Died today. We're recording on Saturday. He died um, last night. In the early hours in Los Angeles, he was 43 years old. He had um, pancreatic cancer and he had been battling it for four years, which means in that span, he had done Black Panther. He had done Civil War. War. He had done Get On Up, where he played James Brown. He had done, was it 40 something, where he played Jackie Robinson? Yeah, 45. 45? Well, forgive us if we don't if we get it wrong, but he played one of the forties, um, playing Jackie Robinson. Forty three, forty three. And he played Jackie Robinson. He did all the and even eerily, like he his last role was the Five Bloods, where he was essentially a ghost. Mm. Oh, for real? Yeah, man. So, if for those who haven't watched the Five Bloods, the Five Bloods is basically about it. five black soldiers who fought in Vietnam. And one of them essentially died in combat in Vietnam and the remaining four go back to Vietnam to retrieve um, not only his body, but also some uh, gold or treasure that has been sanctioned by the US government to be valuable. So in that film, he was essentially the ghost of the guy who died in combat in Vietnam about 40, 50 years before. And... I think one of his last scenes, he was with one of the main guys and he was just hugging him saying, I forgive you, I forgive you. But he was essentially a ghost. Mm. So when I heard that he had passed, like my mind immediately went to that when he was like a ghost in his last film role. And it was just, it was just mad, man. It was just very, very weird. But you know, he's a legend already, man. He was Black Panther. Mm. He's inspired black men, black women, black children, especially like worldwide. And he will do. His legacy lives on in every role he's played, especially Black Panther. And he will be missed, man. He was just getting started. It's Only crazy, 43. Like he's one of the... Only 43. And he thoughts, he kept his cancer diagnosis that's private what, for four years. That's mm. what's one of the most trippy things about it. Like, he knew... if I think he knew if he came out and said he's got cancer, the, the way people view Black Panther would be different as well. Do you get what I mean? Because no one knew. We, were, we rated the film because of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no side of it there was no other we weren't thinking about anything else so because he kept it hidden we loved the film because we loved the film yeah and then he knew that as well so I think he was like yo I can't say it because I want people to enjoy the film for enjoying the film rather than it becoming he done this while he had cancer listen man if I grow up to be as strong as him then I've lived a good life do all of that bro this guy lost yeah. weight gained weight lost weight for films it's not like he and people, had a regular job. And people were really oh, common. And, pe- and even before that, like, I remember seeing a picture of him and he was looking skinny and that. Bro, he was yeah. trending on Twitter. I, I remember but seeing that as yeah, well. People were, people, not necessarily clowning him, but were like, yo, what the, f- what's, what's happened? What's going on, yeah. And we didn't know. Like, it was right there in our faces and we did not know. We just had no idea. 
Like, salute to him, man. He's an incredible human being Wonderful. and he will be sorely missed. So rest in perfect peace. Yeah, um, man, rest 2020, in peace. The, sooner it hap- the sooner it ends, the better, man. For sure. Yeah, this year um, needs to be wrapped up. Easy. Yeah, for sure, man. To up the mood a little bit, we're going to do something different on this show. After a meeting in pre-production, um, we've decided to uh, let you fans and let the audience in on us a little bit more as people. So, with that in mind, we're going to go through <laughs> the best and worst things we've heard this week. So, um, Music-wise. Music-wise, of course. So, yeah, it's basically to go through, like, it, it can be rap or non-rap, like, the tunes or albums we've heard this week that we really loved and really hated. So, Peter, as the originator of this idea, <laughs> we're going to start with yeah, you. Oh, what man. is the best tune you've heard, what's the best tune or body of work you've heard this week? Um, what day was it where I was going crazy in the, in the group chat about um, black people being magical? That was Friday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah, man. So, audience, just... we're recording on Saturday. This was Friday that he went mad. Go yeah, ahead. man. I was Please just... explain how, why you went mad. No, I was just, um, I was listening to um, the Jones Girls Nights Over Egypt. And um, I don't know, it just dawned on me that black music has really been popping in every era. Since so the dawn just, of time. Bros, yeah, man. So it just compelled me to like, just, just start raving You're about You're definitely it. right about that. Yeah, man. I was just like, oh, like, this is crazy. Because that, that particular song was kind of like very... That was funky with a bit of disco as well, wasn't it? So I was just like, wait, hold on a second. Like, black music has been popping forever. And it's a lot, man. So it just made me feel like, yo, we're, we're a magical people, man. Like, there's no music like black music. So in that particular moment, I was just very gassed. Audience, I kid you not. He said magical about 57 <laughs> times in the space of 20 minutes. It was actually disgusting. Um, but yeah, man. So I've been listening to the Jones Girls. I checked out a couple of songs by Rima that I needed to catch up on some Afrobeat oh, yeah. songs. Shout out Rima. Yeah. For um, sure. I enjoyed, he's got a song called Woman that I really enjoyed. I mean, and Ginger as well, Ginger Me as well. My missus met him because she works for Universal. Oh, so he yeah. came through before lockdown. Yeah, Apparently he's yeah. a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I just bought um, Nubia Garcia's album but I haven't checked it out just yet. Oh, you bought it? Yeah. I buy my, I buy my music. When it's UK, I buy it. Um, mm. But as far as what I've been listening to, um, DJ Clue Tapes, I've been feeling nostalgic, man. So, oh, no, he's not guy, feeling bro. nostalgic. Yeah, man. So I just. Nostal- <laughs> he's not always nostalgic, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been listening to DJ Clue so Tapes. So I, w- I went back to a couple of DJ Clue Tapes. Um, sure. Listening to a bit of Shard Day as Said well. No one ever. Shut up, man. I mean, um, I picked DJ Clue for one of my tracks of the week. But no one um, ever goes back to a DJ Clue tape. Let's be real. <laughs> but that's it, man. Like, musically, a lot of Nas. Obviously, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Ransom as well. And yeah, just, so just random, Clue Tapes, bro. man. And, and Sade. You're so random, bro. You're so random. Bro, I'm all over the place musically, man. The older I get, the more oh, I Oh, Kragman as well. I really enjoyed that. Shout album. out to Kragman, yeah, for sure. Yeah, love, love um, the second album. Loved it. The more, the older I get, the more I realize Sade is fucking sick. Yeah, she's amazing, man. She's fucking sick. She makes me want to love. <laughs> just makes me want to fall in love. What are we doing this <laughs> Mohammed, what? Ta- wait, hold on. If oh, I can't share this with my boys, who else can I share it with? Brother, you're I'm just letting you know how bro, I feel. You're a therapist. Bro. Bro. You, would you be sharing this I'm with? just letting you know no, how I feel. To this. Can you look me in my eyes? I'm talking Yo, to you though. Ask me that question again because I'm this guy. Mohammed, how, wait, what no, have you been bro, listening to this week? Oh, wait, I'm not Yo, done. I'm not done. I'm sweet for this guy. Don't ever tell me look at your eyes, fam. I'm not done. Don't ever tell me look at your eyes, bro. Come on, man. What are we doing here? No, I'm just saying, innit? Charlie's music makes me want to fall in love. That's all. If I can't share it with my brothers, who can I share it with? Mohammed, what have you been listening to this week that was good and bad? <laughs> um, 
it's weird because I didn't think about this beforehand. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's very on the on the spot. Yeah. Good. I've been listening to I've been listening to the Corday song and the Roddy Rich song. That's a very good tune. That's a very good song. They go together very well, very well. Yeah, that's someone we kind of skipped out, unfortunately. We were talking about who potentially from this generation. What Corday? Corday, because his last album, his first Corday, album was You know what? I can see Corday being a, occupying Cole's space. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Cole, he could rap it. well as well. Corday's dope. Corday's yeah. dope. I like Cole. I like Corday. Yeah, and I feel like that's I really like Corday. We skipped out on it. Was all in it. We were talking about kind of the next up. That's true. And it's that's dope true. for him and Roddy to meet up because I feel like them two. I think it's the first one they made together. If memory serves me correct. So that song's. I think that's been my favorite song. Yeah, I really like Corday. Corday's dope. His first album was dope as well, bro. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, man, it was dope. It was. His first album was dope. Um, that's what I've been listening to a lot this week. Um, I wouldn't say the worst song, but a weirdo I've been listening to recently. A weirdo. Um, yeah, I'll tell you why, fam. This guy's <laughs> forty-five and he wears a mask. Very childish. Well, do. <laughs> wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, what are you listen to do? No, hang on. Uh, yeah, so exactly. Like, the main headline is that he's listening to do. You tried to be, a, and then I tried to listen to him. And then I kept on thinking, this guy's trying to be Optimus Prime. I can't do this. Do you stuff. remember what you listened to? I did listen to him. This guy doesn't even. Oh, you didn't listen to him. But this guy, he's the thing. He doesn't even understand why he listened, why Doom wears the mask. He didn't even understand. He's he's not he ain't, he ain't woke. Oh, tell me why Doom not. Bad aside, because I beg you, tell me why Doom wears his mask. Listen. No, please tell me. He why. went on. He went on Red Bull and he said, "The mask Signifies. is essentially a reaction to the mu- to rap music." Being more what it looks like than what it sounds like, mm. and his reaction. Don't ever and <laughs> don't ever. And the reason why he wore the mask in the first place is because he saw the jiggy era, he saw the shiny suit era, and thought music is a lot more about what it looks like nowadays than what it sounds like. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna wear a mask and I'm gonna rap extremely well and make amazing beats and be known for my art rather rather than what I look like. Mm. See, but Mo, you're known you, for what you look like. See, Mo, you hadn't no. even deep that. You didn't even deep You didn't even see the vision. For? His mask. You didn't even see it. No, he's not just known for it. Relax. See, you are a peasant. And the reason why you're a peasant <laughs> is because you don't even realize what the mask is for and no. what MF Doom represents. Don't, tell, don't, don't get upset at me because he decides to wear a mask. I'm not mad at if that. If he wants to wear a mask at his big age, knock yourself out, bruv. Who am I to judge? If you want to be Ironhide, go be Ironhide. <laughs> Who am I to judge you, fam? Who am I, honestly, to judge you? If you, you want to be a Megazord, go be a Megazord. <laughs> Show me the sky. Nah, but yeah, that's the Corday song will be my favourite. Kind of the worst, and it's just because people have been listening to it so much around me. Is I'm not I don't like the Drake song. Which one? The, the one with Lil Dirk. Yeah. I like it. Oh, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of it. And I feel like the video was interesting. The video's alright. And that girl's buff shout out to Aggie. But who? The girl in the video is one girl called Aggie Abby. She's been famous on Insta for time. She's far. Okay. Shout but, to her. Yeah, that song, because people are playing it around me so much, I can't stand it. Mm. And I've, I've, I can't stand the last three Drake songs. The Greek one. No, Popstar was dope. The, what? Popstar was lit. I didn't like that. You didn't like it? Nah. No. And I don't like this one. So I don't know if I'm just maybe falling out of love with Drake. Mm. It's just, I feel like it's very... You know what it is? I think Drake is in, is in, he's in autopilot mode right yeah, now. Yeah, man. It's too easy. I think Laugh Now, Cry It was cool. Popstar, I really liked. I Greece hate was, that Greek Greece was fucking horrible. That's what, yeah, man. But um, what have I been listening to this week? This week, I took in the Nubia Garcia album. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and the matter thing is, I just saw it on Spotify and I realized that she hadn't dropped anything in a while. Mm. And I listened to it and it was dope. Like, it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, jazz this year has just been on another level. Like, yeah. Nubia Garcia, UK jazz K- Kamal dope, Williams, man. The Comet has come in. Like, there's, there's loads, man. So it's just yeah. been dope. Um, also, Nines dropped his album last year. Night as well, uh, crabs in a bucket. 
it's actually quite good, man. Nines lyrically is an acquired taste, flow wise as well, because he's very nasally, he's very sleepy. But his ear for beats, I'm not gonna say it's Rick Ross level, but his ear for beats is he's got a great ear for beats for sure. Like you will see, you will listen to the new Crabs on the Bucket album, and you will find something you like. It's actually really dope. Better than what the Crop Circle? Better than Crop Circle. It's his best album today. Oh, for real? For sure. Crop Circle is alright. Well. It's his best album today, for sure. Just for the beats alone. And the subject matter, he talks about getting stabbed. He talks about... And it, and his lyricism, his wordplay, is on another level. It's on another level. Mm. Like, one bar that will stay with me is, fuck a, fuck a middleman, I've got my water from the spring. And I was like, I see what you did there, bro. Spring, I like, what, spring water. I like what you did there, bro. You would have got done to Marco for his battle rap. Bro, even know. if he has that nasally, kind of slow, kind of bait flow, mm. it works for him. And also... You know, you deep what you're saying. You deep what you're saying. So, for people who don't necessarily like that, you listen to, especially if you're like, I'm not going to say he's a lyricist, but if he's good at putting words together and he has that flow, you will remember the shit he says. Mm. And I really, really like that. So, Nubia Garcia and Nines are the good things that I've heard this, this week. The worst thing I heard this week, Octavian featuring Gunner and St. John. I don't remember the, what the name of the song is. I don't need to because it was fucking horrible. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, that was, that was, I feel you. But that was the first of uh, an ongoing, feel you. what were we listening to? Worst or best <laughs> series. We might be better planned next time. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I don't think I even answered the question properly. I don't think I said what the worst thing was. I just yeah, said what I was listening to. He did say what the worst I don't listen to bad music though, with it. So I fucking hate this game. So, so there wasn't really anything no, to say like on on the bad. I'm just letting you know the you truth. Know how, I mean, you could you, know how you could you could humor us. You know why he's a dickhead? Um, you know how snobby you have to be to be like, I don't listen to bad music. <laughs> a big week, seven days. You don't know one bad song you listen to. Listen, I don't listen to bad music. You definitely listen to bad music. There's one thousand percent one bad song. Because he doesn't let us. He doesn't. He always lets us know when he listens to something that's bad. Yeah, Pete, you came to us this week and you said, oh, no, that's because you're just listening to album. Maybe he didn't listen to bad music this week, which is perfectly believable. Yeah. Perfectly believable, but... What's the last bad song generally. you came across? Um, He's like, what the fuck is this? I'd have to think about it. Can I get to about Black Top before the end? Um, Let's leave I on. can Let me have a look now. Because it's going to be edited, I can have a look now. Uh... Last song where I was just annoyed. Just like, Ugh. and with you going, Ugh, is it hard? <laughs> oh wait, hold on. On that Nipsey and, and Big Sean song, oh, yes. Pete Reverence. I'm not gonna lie, man. I could have done without Big Sean rapping. See, that should have been a Nipsey song, man. See, see, I've never, I've never enjoyed Sean though. You know, Sean can rap though, man. Don't I, I don't rate you know him. No, it is. I think. Nah, he's nah, definitely got better. Man. He's definitely, definitely. He's finally. He's not. He's not for me. He's not for me. That's fine. That's fine. But he's one hundred percent got better. And I know when he got better. One hundred percent. Listening to the Nas album and his verse, killed it. We'll get to that, bro. We'll, like, get, we'll get to that. Yo, Sean got better, bro. Sean got better. Finally, even famous Sean. He and here's the thing. He knows he had to go up against Nipsey. He knows he had to bar. Nipsey for him, he barred, man. Him, and here's the thing I'm not going to listen I'm not the biggest Big Sean fan and I'm not necessarily going to go and go away and listen to a Big Sean project but when I listen to him in doses compared to when I was listening to him when he did I do it you know what I mean he's, <laughs> I do it. he's which is a banger but he's definitely improved yeah no 100%. keep keep Big Sean in it 
No, don't do that to Sean. I'm just letting you know For how me, I feel. in this gen, he's number five. After, oh wait, who's number four? He's not better than Wale. If we're going to say Wale, then he's number five then. I'd say. And then Meek is number six. He's better than Meek. Bruv, what? He's not better than Meek. Don't but, do that, man. Lyrically. Nah, man. He don't I enjoy Big Sean more than Meek. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because Joe Budden and them crazy. man were saying, I can't wait till that's the topic. No, oh, boy. Rappers that people have really tried to push onto us to make I'll it seem like, yo, these men are crazy. I prefer, nah, man. No, Big Sean's never been crazy. Personally, I prefer Meek's music, but I think Sean's a better rapper. No way. No way. No way, bro. That's insane to me. <laughs> that's absolutely insane that you would say that. And you're looking me in the eye and saying, that's crazy, bro. Don't look me in my eyes. It, it depends, that. It depends, it depends on what you want from your rapper. Wordplay-wise, Meek is nicer Sean than Sean, is rap man. running circles around Meek. No, you're bugging. Wordplay. You're bugging. Wordplay, no, Sean man. is running no circles way. around no way. Meek Mill. No way, man. Yo, to run circles around No way. You're bugging. so disrespectful. <laughs> you know how big the circle is? Sean don't rap better than Meek. Imagine a circle and someone is running past you. Wordplay. I'll punch in your mouth. How the fuck are you lapping me like I'm a kid? Remember Mario Kart when you used to lap that one dead guy? That's what he said happens to me. I mean, I said it for comedic effect, obviously. No, Meek is, Meek's got a better projects. I prefer Meek's Nah, music. Meek I raps better than Sean, man. You, you just don't rate Sean. Can I ask you a question? Have you listened to Sean tape? Whether it's course, Detroit or... Of course, before he... Um, before, He's got Detroit 2's dropping soon. Detroit 2's dropping soon, yeah. Which yeah, I'm looking no, I listened to... to I'll, I'll, I mean, but that's what sure. we can have the conversation about Sean. Detroit was dope. Detroit, two Detroit, Detroit is still his we best can, project. When, like, when, Sean, when Sean was doing the um the finally famous mixtapes, yeah. I was tuned, I was tapped in. That might honestly, after he got murdered on Click, he started rapping properly after that. He leveled up. Where Jay Z and Kanye ran wild, circles bro. around him. Yeah. It was after Jay Z and Kanye ran circles around him. Big he went Sean into, into the hyperbolic time chamber. Anyway, Big Sean Deep Dive soon come. Yeah, Kanye funny. arguably had the best verse on Click. But we know Big Sean didn't, so it's fine. Let's move on to the first topic. Let's go. So, it's been a great week for hip hop. A great couple of weeks, actually. Nazir Jones. Nazir Jones, NAS, Esco. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't wait. Author of Nazir Jones. Nazir Jones. So, we're going to go into a deep dive slash review oh, of Nazir's new album, King's Disease, which has been executively slash predominantly produced by the one and only Hip Boy. Um, it's his first album since. 2018? When was life is good? No, no, sorry, Lost Tapes too. Nazir was, Nazir, oh yeah, true. I don't count that though. We don't count that. That's, that's a not a horrible album. album. That's not an album. We're not doing that again. His last proper album was Nazir in 2018. Oh, Kanye, yeah. Which was solely produced by Kanye. Now, yeah. 2020 Nas has released an album called King's Disease. It contains features from the likes of B. Sean, Don Tolliver, The Firm are reunited, AZ, AZ. Cormega, Foxy Brown, Anderson Pack, Charlie Wilson, Fabio Foran, ASAP Ferg. There's a massive Lil Dirk. There's a massive mix of old and new school, which is great. So, having said all that, guys, Mohammed, I'm going to start with you. Start with Peter. Start with you, no, man. Start with Peter. Why? Because I'm going to be very short and sweet. That's fine. I don't even have that much to say. No, you've got a lot for you. Set the tone, fam. You know how you. I've never just, seen just set the tone. I saw you discussing the was J Electronica, fam. Set the tone. Set the tone, and I'll jump in, man. Can I just say I want to apologize? Please do. You're one step closer to EP in the tape. <laughs> saying you're one, you're getting there, proper man, proper man. He probably EP the tape though. No, honestly, like I'm just got it's finally in it. What do you mean finally? Like, no, like no disrespect, but I've been waiting for this for. Mm. I I loved Life Is Good. I loved it. Like the Amy Winehouse song, the Baby. I loved Life Is Good. 
but it wasn't enough for me. Mm. Like knowing when you know what someone's capable of, you're always gonna want a little bit more until you get it. And you don't know what you're looking for. I didn't know what I was looking for with with Afterlife is good. I don't know what I wanted. Mm. But in my adult years, I haven't got a nice project that I love since I've been an adult. Post teenager. How old were you when Life is Good dropped? We was twenty I was what that was 20, eight years ago. I was twenty. You're 19. An adult, man. Nineteen, you're not an adult. I'm a teenager. You're 18. Don't blame 18, me because your favorite rapper hasn't dropped a good album in about a decade. Don't shout at me, bro. <laughs> so, <I'm like laughs> that's just not true. But okay. So, like, yeah, so I've been waiting for this. So, like, when I finally, I remember the first time I put it on because Peter didn't give me a chance. <laughs> so, I remember the first time I put it on, I was like, yeah, let me see what he's saying. And from the first song, I knew he was on some bullshit. <laughs> like, from the first song, I, I was like, yeah, he's on, he's on one. So, I was listening to it and then. Everything fits, bruv. Like, mm. Hitboy's been on his game for a while. By the way, shout out to Hitboy. I'm so glad that he done this because for whatever reason, he's been going under the radar for a long time. And Hitboy's been putting in work with a mad amount of people producing crazy. And also, he just, he he knows what to do with the right people as well. It's not always the same beats that he will give to a, a Nipsey. Or I'm sorry to cut you off, but Hitboy obviously came through and he had his period of dominance. Yeah. But he's grown into a producer's producer. Yeah. He's someone who knows the art of producing and he knows what fits what rapper. And I hope that a lot of different producers become that because that in essence, in essence is what is going to keep you in this game. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're right. But as you are. No, honestly, you can, tell, you can see the growth as well. And with him, like it's just, it's finally fitting. And he's going for an MVP. Yeah? If he continues the run he's at as well, I think he's meant to have a few more tapes coming out, right? Oh, he's got a tape with Benny. Yeah. If that drops, he's MVP. Yeah. He's got, he's, he's gearing up for an MVP. Yeah. Like he's given up for a year that a lot of producers are envious of. But yeah, man, like from the first song, that's when I was like, he's on some bullshit. Mm. My favorite song right now, well, the one I've been listening to the most, say the last since it's morning, for some reason, Charlie Wilson's song. It's put my mind at ease. It's, an, ama- um, it's, an, it's an amazing song. Bro, it just puts me in a good Bram, mood. You know, you know what I'm so mad? Yeah, yeah man. Just, Bram, you, you know, that's Havana, you know. Yeah. Bram, you, you know, you know um, having Charlie Wilson on the song is a sly cheat code, isn't it? You because can't rock, it? Bro, I was, can't when I pressed play on that particular song, yeah... <laughs> I was waiting for the ooh-wee. I was just waiting no, for that, innit? I was like, yo, all I needed is one ooh-wee. ooh-wee. And I'm not, yeah, fam, that's all I need. Just one, just give me one. And I know this song's going to be sick. And then when I heard it, I was like, all right, cool. This is what we're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I love that song too, bro. That's, my, that's been the... That's probably the best song for me. So far? Well. Or just in general? Yeah. In general. Yeah, that's the one I've been... That's the one I've been going back to the most, man. And I'm glad that... The one thing I was glad as well that he started, the, he started off the single with Ultra Black. Cause I don't think that's one of the best songs in the album, but it was a very good to start off. You know what we're on. Mm. That's the single that you want to produce. I know what we're coming with. As soon as I hear Ultra Black, I know the tempo of this album. I know what we're going with. I know what the message is. And I haven't been. I haven't heard Nas rap like this. Nas was a rapping list like, on a Kanye album. Nas has always been a good rapper. Always been what to me the best rapper ever. Like just on the pen. But bruv, he sounds like he's taking it up a notch, man. Like he sounds like he's just his mind's in a good place. He knows what he's on. I love him, man. Like, to me, maybe it's a part too of me, yeah. I think of a better album coming out. A year, part man. of me feels like the uh, the fact that he had Hit Boy, who was just able to produce fire for him. He just that focuses he was on rapping. A lot more focused on the bars yeah. and the lyricism and the rapping and the concepts and the themes and the content. Maybe in previous albums, he's been more concerned about how it sounds rather than what he's actually saying. Ergo. Nazir, the last album with Kanye. And he could breathe with this one as well. And he could there breathe with no this one rushing, as well. Like, and he... again, like, there's something to be said about a rapper having an album solely produced by one producer. It helps a lot, man. It helps, it helps a lot. Difference. 
You've seen it. For they, sure. They all have to get on the same page. And and clearly they are. It just sounds more cohesive as well. Yeah, for sure. It's this is definitely the most cohesive Nas album in years. Mm. In years. Somehow. Probably since Boy. Godson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't I don't even feel like Godson was cohesive. I thought it was cohesive. I enjoyed the album, I just don't think it was that cohesive. I felt like some of songs are out of place. But. So you, you go even further back? Um, I enjoyed Life Is Good. I thought that was fairly cohesive. Okay. Yeah. Um, this album's sick to me, man. Like, Nas, he, he was floating. He was floating all over this album, bro. Um, he just sounded fresh. It was, it was nice to just hear him sounding new and fresh and not jaded, man. And Hip Boy, I'm sorry, man. I had no idea. I think did I slept. Not? Nah, man. Because obviously, I know he did um, Niggas in Paris and... Um, I think he did Backseat Freestyle as well for Kendrick but I I hadn't really paid attention to uh, he done Click as well for Kanye but um, I didn't really pay attention to his production skills I just it just didn't I just it just wasn't in my mind didn't it so when I heard that he was producing the whole Nas album I wasn't excited I was like oh okay cool like you know I wasn't even sure if I even was ready for a Nas album or if I was excited about it so when I heard it I was just like wow okay this is what we're doing sort of thing um, so yeah, I was very impressed by Hit Boy, man. I had no idea. So I was like, yeah, I apologize, man. I, I was sleeping. I was really sleeping. But the whole album is just really good, man. It's just nice to hear. It's nice to hear Nas, man. Like, again, we haven't heard him in so long. Like the last one he dropped was on Lost Tapes 2, which was like leftover tracks from like years prior. And it was horrible. Was so, it? you know, <laughs> it's just nice to hear one of the greatest MCs ever like delivering a good album in, 20, in 2020. Like it just feels really good. Like it's always nice hearing the elder statesman release something really good. Like whenever I hear Jay and he still sounds good, like he's releasing like solid albums still, it feels nice, man. Like we grew up with these men. So the fact that they're still doing it and they still sound fresh, like, yeah, it just, it just felt really nice to hear him rap, man. And, and hearing his perspective a little bit and just seeing where his head's at. I think my favorite songs were probably, I think Blue Ben's, yeah, it was, that was yeah, different. Blue Bears was crazy. Blue Bears was different, man. Like, just the, and one thing like that we don't pay attention enough to, and I think we might have even covered this in a in a past episode, is how rappers start their verses. Like the the opening lines of a verse that like, is is so important, man, because you just get pulled in. And Nas was what did Nas you can say? Tell he kicks off with some bullshit, bro. I'm trying to remember what he started that verse with. On what song? On oh, no, Blue Bears, he was like, um, I used to be in the tunnel. 20 deep in the huddle with something, something. I was like, all right, cool. Is this Chris what we're Lighty doing? He'd already nine. set the tone sort of thing, innit? Yeah, Chris Light let him in with a nine. Yeah, bro, man. I used to be in a tunnel 20 deep in the huddle, razor one off, make the skin, skin bubble. bubble. Yeah, well, man. Because of Chris Light, he let me in a few times with bro. the nines. Stop it, man. Yeah, man. RIP so, Chris Light. RIP Chris Light. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's just, it was just nice hearing him rap, man. It was just a very good album. So I was very pleased with it. Very pleased with Any it. Any stand up bars? Uh. Not that I can't remember, man. My memory's terrible. Because no, um, you're someone that usually yeah, have three or four bars that you love. <laughs> no, you do that, innit? Like, yeah, you always yeah, pick yeah, up three yeah. or four that you um, love and then you stick with it. Not that I can remember, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Um, I never want to hear him um, on a song called Spicy. Like, Nazir Jones should that's, not be on a song called Spicy. That's one of the best songs on the album. Absolutely not. It 100% is. Nah, man, no way. It 100%, 100% is. No right you know? Fur killed it. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. It was a de- it. it was a decent song, but I'm not trying to hear someone like Nas on a song called Spicy in it. Like you're you're a grown man, fam. Why are you using terms like spicy? I'm sure Jay Z's done worse. Why are, we, why are you even bringing up Jay Z? I'm sure he's done worse. Yeah, I, I want to talk about something after. But we're just saying about Jay. I'll let you get your review out. 
Um, <laughs> I want to ask you this question. Because someone, so, someone seems like they're a little bit of a hater. Me? Jay-Z, mate. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to that. 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 Yeah. Whenever I hear Nas over like a, a, a lovely beat as well, it just like further just, you know, emphasizes his spot amongst like the greatest of all time. Um, so, yeah, man, just big up Nas, man. Yeah, what, you, man. You, what are you saying? How do you feel about the album? I loved it, man. Um, from the first listen to the second listen, um, I, I love it. It's like, He's, and I even tweeted on our Twitter page like it's his best album in years someone commented better than life is good and I said absolutely it's 100% Ooh. yes it's absolutely you think it's definitely better than life is good I don't know yet man it's got a lot of replay value it is absolutely better than life is good did you like life is good I loved life I really I love life, life is, is good, good. Same here, I life really like life is good yeah, but cohesively thematically lyrically this is so much better for sure like you like Peter said he sounds refreshed he sounds rejuvenated I think the pressure of the reputation of him not having great beats now being solved by the by the fact that Hit Boy is solely producing the album has helped him. It means that he can focus focus purely on his pen game, like King's Disease to Blue Bands to Car Eighty Five to Ultra Black. That is an amazing four song sequence. He didn't miss. That is an amazing four miss. song sequence. Mm. And even if you go further down the album, you go down to flipping the song with um, Replace Me with Big Sean and Don Toliver. I love that song. To the wars, one with you, little dirt, little what, little dirt killed it. Mm. Um, all bad. Anderson Pack, Anderson Pack killed it. The definition was cool. Anderson Pack's a cheat code as well. Anderson Pack is definitely a cheat code. Full circle. I was pleasantly surprised. Az floated. Az, AZ floated AZ on that song. Az killed that shit. To be honest, he had the standout verse for me. I was so glad they made a song together. Right? Trying, Az I killed his it. Verse, Az absolutely killed it. Um, Foxy Brown killed it. Absolutely. Doctor Dre killed it. <laughs> Dr. Dre killed it. I'm sorry, he did. Um, the Cure, dope. The beat switch, amazing. Spicy, even if you don't like the, the title, I didn't know what Nas and Fabio would sound like, but mm, Fabio, well, he, Fabio did Fabio his thing. Well, and here's the thing though, the more I get older, the more I realize, if you're a Nas and you get someone like a Fabio Foreign and you get someone like an ASAP Ferg, you're doing it for them to fill certain positions. Mm. They don't necessarily have to be better than you lyrically. Mm. But they have to fill a position. Fabio filled his position. 100%. Ferg more than excelled. You know what I mean? So certain st strategic decisions when it comes to a GOAT picking the new school is not only reaching that audience, but also for them to fill a position on that song. I am not even mad old school rappers now collaborating with new school rappers because they know what position they feel. It didn't even feel forced. It did it not feel forced. It was not out of place. Because when, I, when I read the track listing, I felt like, is he, is he yeah, forcing yeah, it a bit? Yeah, but it, 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 how it sounded was, it didn't, it didn't. And I think, that, I think that had a lot to play. I think that was Hitboy as well. I'm not, obviously Nas had a bit, I think Hitboy done, I think Hitboy knew what songs will fit what artists if they mm. jump on it as well. Yeah. He knew that beat was going to fit a Ferg and a, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like he kind of, mm. he done well with what he was given. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think, um, it's just great, man, from start to finish, man. I think, like, Cough 85 was my favourite tune. Um, like, like, the Charlie Wilson ad-libs, like, and just what he's talking about, the, the, the You know beat. it's going to be fire when you got a Charlie Wilson ad-lib. The beat, Bro, yeah, you can't man. Miss. 
Carty, if I have something you would play at the cookout, I'm going Havana. Something bro. you play when you're chilling. I'm going Havana. Just something you play. Some of you play with your missus. I don't know. You don't mind. Not know not much about that, but you know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but it's fine. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> it was. But on, but on that though, yeah, bro, that But on that though, there's something about a rapper talking about failed relationships that hits different when you got a couple under under your belt. You see that, bro? I ain't even gonna front. Yo, Nas had a couple bars along this whole album year where you could tell he was a bit disgruntled, it's true. didn't it? It's true. It's true. I felt that. I felt that, man, because we've all been... Well, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Don't say we, fam. Um, I even say we've all been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, man. So there's something that hits different when you can really relate to certain bars. Yeah, but him going to... Him having to go past ten of the mandem on, on, on the estate to get to Gal's house. I felt that, bro. I felt yeah, that. Yeah. I felt it. We can all relate, man. We can and all like, relate. Sure. Also, it was a perfect run time, bro. It wasn't too long. Yeah, man. 30, 38 short. minutes. It was beautiful, mm. bro. That's a beautiful album. And he said Just what he wanted to say. Run, yeah, that's a perfect runtime. 30, 38 to 40 minutes. That's so calm. Yeah, you've got the that's social... a journey to yeah, work. Yeah, man. You've got the social commentary on yeah. um, Till the Wars one when he's talking about, you know, Chicago and the death rate there. The pro-black stuff, which is basically throughout all the albums. The, you know what I mean? Ultra Black, obviously, is the main example. You know, Blue Benz, when he got into his nostalgic shit as well. Like, mm. When he stuff. was... Yo... There's not a Nas album where he doesn't mention the years 89 and 88. I'll be honest with you. But I love it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I love I'll it. I'll be honest with you. Nas reminiscent is the best Nas. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Nas reminiscent. When he gets in his 88 bag, Nas he's untouchable. Nas reminiscent is a different animal. He's a different... When Nas is telling you, yo, when I was back in it, going through the yeah, club with yeah, the raising yeah, my mouth yeah, in 88. Yeah, yo, that's a different... Yeah, yeah. In 88? Nah, yo, uh, yo, Chris Light, let me sleep the nine in. That's different. Yeah. yeah. And I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. Yeah, man. I believe everything about Nas. Yeah, yeah, like, right. yo, that's a different, yo, yeah. he sounds, because to me, I don't think there's been a better rapping ever, like just pen-wise. He's the GOAT to me. I think that's so why so. I enjoyed Blue Ben so much, because like the, the production sounded very haunting, innit? And it, it just, bad, bro. and then the content the was just very bro. 90s orientated, innit? it? And he was referencing the tunnel. Bruh. That's a legendary, he, like, that's yeah, a legendary hip hop club, he, innit? He, he, so, yeah, he man. just automatically put your mind back no, in that He was on his shit as well, man. Like, if you bummer to me, bruv. Yeah, like, bro, it's long for you. It's yeah, funny because yeah, yeah, I remember DJ. No, I believe him as well. DJ Every got a story in it yeah, where he pulls up. He was trying to be. A, he was trying to do CDs at this point in it. He wasn't fully there yet, so he ran up on uh, Nas to give him a DVD, and then Nas put that strap on him like, "Yo, what the fuck you want?" And he goes, "Yo, I'm just trying to give out a D, like my CD," and then Nas goes, "Yo, like you could get shot for doing that out here," mm. and he goes, "Sorry, sir." And he took DJ Envy CDs, and then supposedly he never played it. DJ Envy, like, I feel like DJ Envy has been. A, a gun has been pulled out on DJ Envy quite a lot. Yeah, I'm just yeah, but like that. But then you, yeah, I believe that as well. It's DJ yeah. Envy, isn't it? <laughs> at least twice, at least. Like, yeah, at least twice. But like, do you get what I'm saying though? So when you hear that story, and he's telling you this, you're like, yo, that's yeah. the story. Then you hear about Tupac and Nas. Like, yo, Nas is one of them guys that's got wartime stories. Yeah. When you've got wartime stories and you're telling them in your songs, bro, it hits differently, man. I'm mm. not gonna lie, yo, Nas is a Nas is an alien, bro. He's an alien. He's a genius. He's the goal, like, it's different, man. I liked his features, man. He, he done really well. With, um, Do you think that was more him or Hitboy? Huh? Do you think that was more him or Hitboy? I think it's both. Uh, yeah, imagine I imagine it both. both. Um, I was really excited to to hear the firm song. Um, yeah. So, and when I actually pressed play, it was nice just hearing, it was nice hearing Cormega. It was nice hearing, um, Fo see, see, see Foxy Brown, yeah, like, I've always liked her, but in this particular song, her vocals, it just sounded a bit off. They, were, they were off. You yeah, could tell. they were off, innit? You could tell. Is that um, her fault? Or she um, who, who knows? They didn't. They didn't record it together. So they definitely didn't record it together. So it must have been a 
from quality. Because it was only her. You could tell. Yeah, it was only tell. hers that was a bit off. But um, Cormega sounded nice. I thought Nature would have been on it. Is Nature was Nature? He was Cormega's replacement initially. So obviously you want. So he wasn't an original, original member. No, he wasn't. But I mean, he still held his position when he was a member. So he sounded calm. But how long was the firm really in existence? Uh, from like Nas' second album till like probably. Nostradamus. Roughly around that time. Three, four years? Yeah. It says here years active 1998. I, I, I don't know. It was just, yeah. it was just something I, I noticed, didn't it? Yeah. I, I, and I feel like a lot of hip hop noticed that too. Especially if Nature was in the firm a lot longer than Cormega was. He was. In that um, case, then fair enough. I get it. But at the same time, it, there's something to be said about, especially nowadays, new uh, old school rappers, especially from the 90s, getting back those connections and having them sound so fresh. Mm. Like, and that's another thing, like these golden age rappers may not, may not necessarily have gotten the shine that they should have got in the nineties, like AZ. They're still barring, man. Yeah. They're 100%. still like, 100%. like it was nothing. But yeah, with like, AZ though, he suffers from that, that Nas syndrome where his, um, his ear for beats wasn't great. His pen was always impeccable, but, the production just never was good enough. So that's probably why someone like AZ is overlooked because lyrically he's, he's very good, man. Like he's, he's, he's still very sharp yeah. now. He always was. I mean, on Illmatic, you could argue that he might have had the best verse on the album. Um, so his, his pen has always been sharp, but the beats just have never been there for him. I think one of the first things I would tell some of these rappers is like, it's very okay if you just sit in the studio for like a month with Primo or P-Rock, <laughs> just solely, yeah. or like just Blaze, or just one person. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's them, or Hit Boy, or Lex Luger, or Metro Boomin, just one person. I mm. hope Nas sees all that. That's what you need, bro. I hope he gets it now. I think Nas is at a point now where he can do these one producer albums as well, because oh, he's, like, sure. he's a legacy act now, he, isn't he? he, he, doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't What's the way for the anything? primo tape? There's nothing Nas needs to do anymore. Yeah, he's not chasing Nas anything. Nas has completed for, um, rap. Yeah. He's completed it. But the question is, though, what does this album do for his legacy? It definitely adds to it. He can only add that to his legacy at this point. I think if he releases a couple more albums like this, I think we look at his discography differently. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, man. Um, I, I think, think if he, I think if he, if he gives us one more album, this we look at it differently. Like this, one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But when you look at, mm. what do you mean by looking at it differently, though? Like, what does it do? Because I think he's slept. Nas is the majority of everyone's top two anyway. Yeah, but I think his catalog. Not is discography. Slept on that. Not discography. Oh, not discography. I'm just talking in general. So he can't. Yeah, not discography. Can discography. I think he still looked at as. Should have been better. Should have 100%. Mediocre should have been better. But to be honest, his discography, I've always maintained, is good. No, it is good. But for someone that raps as well as him, it should be better than good. Which is true. But that's why I think with one more album like this... It changes the conversation. 100%. Mm. I think that goes from good to very good. For me. Well, as a Nas fan, if he has another album like this, it goes from good to very good. I don't know about how you man feel, but to me, I don't think I'm ready to say that yet. To me personally, at this point, that discography or not, he's already in my top two. So it's like, mm. no matter what you do from here, you're never going to drop out my top two. True. How do you man feel about? Because I've been reading some of the criticism about um, the fact that obviously he went at Doja Cat. Okay. He um, he mentioned Gail King. Okay. So there's been a bit of criticism as to why he hasn't really called out any men, as far as. Um, I guess race same issues. Energy. Yeah, the same energy. Yeah. Um, how do you? How do you know? The Doja Cat one. Okay. 
But in terms of, uh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Why didn't he give that? Actually, I never thought, I never thought about that. Yeah. I actually never thought, but why did he not give the same energy towards... I think it's different, man. Your Doja Cat thing was so big at the time. It's easy to just have a throw. Like, it could have been just a throwaway bar. You're in the room. She's trending on Twitter for doing some weird old shit in chat rooms. I think, um, I think, I think the criticism, it speaks a lot to the climate that we are in at the moment where, where I feel like a lot of um, women at the moment don't want to hear from straight men on any issues, so whether it be race it issues or nothing. So I think him, so I think him, um, him um, kind of criticizing those people so and, and getting and getting minor backlash is yeah. probably coming from that. So what, do you not talk on it? I mean, free will, wouldn't would it? Everyone would have been happy if he went for two guys as well to balance it out or... That's what the argument is. Been. Where no I think what, it just speaks to like the bigger argument where yeah, it feels like thing. it feels like the same thing. Yeah, it feels like black on. men speak always speak on black women, women, but we don't hold other black men. Right, Doja, Doja, how you can't if Doja Cat is cussing black men on the internet, she clearly don't identify as black anyway. Do you get my point? Mm. So we can't how, what, where what energy is this even getting kept? Doja Cat was going on chat rooms with white people talking about black people. What energy are we talking about here? I think we've also got to consider when it was recorded as well. Um, I don't know when the album was recorded, but I imagine it might have been was recorded in the height of the whole Doja Cat scandal. And obviously, Gail King has been a fucking coon from Day Dot, so I don't know, know especially since after Kobe passed. So he's she's been here. Mm. Um, that's not an excuse. I'm not trying to cake for Nas at all. From the outside looking in, it might be a bit like, oh man. Bit annoying, but and this, this is the first time I've heard that he's got criticism for that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, I didn't know that either. Who is criticizing? Is it black women are criticizing? Um, actually, I was reading a review in Rolling Stone actually, so they they mentioned it. I thought they were really harsh, but it just it makes kinda, sense. It makes sense. Though. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I when I read it, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And something else that I thought about as well, um, and I don't think this was mentioned in Rolling Stone, if my memory serves me correctly, but something I just picked up on on the on the song with um, Little Dirk. He was, um, you know, he's bigging up black women and he was talking about, you know, uplifting them and stuff like that. And then I think he, he had a couple of bars about um, domestic violence. Now, obviously, he was allegedly accused of putting hands on Khalees. So how do you, man, feel about him, I guess, frowning upon domestic violence when he's been accused of that? Does it make you receive his message within his bars a bit differently with regards to that? I think context is very important because, I mean, I don't know who laid the first And hand. I think, sorry to cut you off, I think in a particular bar, he even ad-libbed and was like, not me. So I think he was responding to that Khalees thing without really responding to it, which is why I'm asking the question. How do you man feel? I wouldn't go so far as saying he, re he was responding to that, but I would say I that definitely think he was. I would say he doesn't believe that what he did to Khalees was domestic violence. Mm. That's what I would believe. If, he's, if he did that. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. If he thought it was domestic violence, he would probably own up to it. But You think so? Would he? I think so. He's been on a press run for time now with this album. I would have liked to think that if people were ballsy enough to actually ask him, then he might have at least given us some light to it. Mm. And if he's reacting to, if he did that ad lib, which suggests that he doesn't believe that he did Listen it. Listen to it. What song is it? Until um, the War is One. Oh, it's that one as well. Yeah. All right, well, I don't I'll know, man. I've got to listen to it again. Mm. Yeah. It's tricky, man. I, I, I just think maybe I'm giving him too much bail, but 
I I would like to think that he would think that he would speak out about that sort of shit if yeah, he believed what he yeah. was doing was domestic abuse. That does sound. Like I don't but, I, but, but I think he thinks he was defending himself. Mm. Um, and I feel you, but I would I would like to hope anyway that he would actually comment on that shit if he felt like he was actually abusing this woman, mm. Kelly's. You know what I mean? Allegedly. So, in answer to both your questions, now that I'm thinking of it that way, yeah, I mean, obviously, of course, it, in the climate, it could have been nice for him to address some of the men that have done a lot of black women wrong, of course. But he didn't, and that's clearly how he rolls. He doesn't want to necessarily want to talk about it. A lot of people don't want to talk about a lot of shit. Mm. Look at who passed away today. Mm. He didn't talk about his cancer for four years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people don't necessarily want to talk about shit publicly. And that's perfectly fine. You're people at the end of the day. You don't need to talk about shit publicly yeah. if you're a public figure. That's whatever. But obviously, I don't begrudge people who look at him a, a certain way mm. when he doesn't address it. Yeah, because they're basically not progressing. I don't beg- yeah, I don't, be- I don't begrudge them because you're well within your right. Mm. If something that's come up publicly... Isn't isn't responded to in a public way. Taking nothing away from the album, though, mm. it's still an, it's still a great piece of yeah, work for sure. And you know, like I said, hey boy, I hope you're listening. Never leave Nas's side. That's Don't leave Nasir Jones's side. And even if you do, Nasir, I hope you have the foresight and the wisdom to just stick with one producer. Mm. Just stick with one producer, bro. It doesn't have to be Primo. It doesn't have to be Hit Boy. It's just one. A, good, a good producer, though. And not you. I mean, obviously. Not He's you. only going to pick a, big produ- a good producer. Album of the year so far? No. Not, not at all. I'm still RTJ4, but it so might creep into my, it might creep into my top five. Yours? Um, probably my top five. See my top five, I just got to figure out where it's going to end up. By the end of the year, it's probably going to be my top five. What do you yeah. might think of... Um, <laughs> my boy. The... Um, I hate, when this guy, I hate when this guy laughs for your No, because I just find it hilarious, isn't it? But what do you man think about the speculation about Jay, so Jay Z inten- intentionally so, dropping something every time Nas drops this something? This is what Mohammed was going to get into. I've got the list here. Oh, boy. For those that want to know it. Do you want to know the list, sir? Yeah, yeah I want to know. So in 2001. Oh, boy. Nas dropped Steel Mike December 18th. Jay-Z dropped Unplugged December 18th. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nas announced his album first. Wait, wait, wait. And I'm going to see... <laughs> I'm Okay, I'm a big Jay-Z fan, isn't it? Yeah. He's my second favorite rapper ever. Yeah. And I don't want this to sound like I'm caping for him, innit? Yeah. You are. But in response to what you've just said, yeah. around that time, they were beefing. So I understand. I understand that. Cool. I'm not done, though. Why are you caping so early, bro? I'm just saying, let him land, bro. Let him land. Let him land. Look at all this. Look at this guy, bro. Look at this bastard. 2004. We're not finished. 2004. Good. Streets, the cyber drop. Horrible. Collision course. Relax. Drops November 30, 2004. Collision course? Yeah. With Linkin Park? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, with that one, they had a tail end of their beef, right? Are you still giving that excuse that they're in the middle of their beef? It's it still competition. 2007, November 6. By the way, it's on the same day. It's not like a week apart. We're talking the same day. Two years after the beef was squashed. Yeah. 2007, Nas drops his greatest hits. Jay-Z drops American Gangster. On the same day? <laughs> These are all the same day. November 6th. Okay. Cool. 2018. 
Nas drops Nas here. Jay-Z said, here's everything is love. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good album too. That was a good album too. So bear in mind, we're how many years in? July 19, 2019. Nas drops The Lost Tapes 2. Jay-Z drops Lion King with Beyonce. Nah, stop it. July 19th. Don't you dare. And I'm not finished. No, nah, we're not doing I'm not that. Finished. We're not I'm including not Beyonce's album in that. I'm not stop finished. It. I am not finished. Stop it. Nas dropped his album when? Dude, last last week. week. Jay-Z had a song that dropped in Pharrell. Entrepreneur. Harold, it was a horrible song too. So we're you talk- listen to it. Yeah. We're yeah. talking, yeah. what, we're talking five, four albums, one song that dropped on. And Nas is a song that It's not a coincidence, bro. It's not, because Nas, we just said Nas don't drop albums like that. Peter, you, you, you. Yo, five is not a coincidence. You, you, you believe in your, in your heart of hearts, you believe that's not a coincidence. You can't keep that hard. It Jay-Z. cannot be a coincidence. Jay-Z. So what do you think it is? Honestly, Jay-Z's the He's most- He's still Jay-Z. butthurt by Ether. Jay-Z is the most competitive motherfucker ever. But they're boys. Are they Who though? gives a what, fuck, bro? Boys, what, what, Who cares, bro? What do Eminem, what did, what did, what songs hang on, hang on, boys, hang on, man. hang on, so, hang on. That competitiveness is What did Nas say in success? Worst enemies want to be my best friends. Guess what? He was chatting to Jay, innit? Of course he was chatting to Jay. <laughs> and you need to understand 100% that. was chatting to Jay. Bro, Jay, Jay killed him on that too. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Jay, no, he Jay killed him on that. He did not. He, Jay, no, no. Jay killed him on that. He did not. He did not. Jay-Z with, did not kill Nas With two verses, not, Jay-Z did not kill Yo, Nas on that song. Guys, welcome to the episode. Yo, this, is, this is what happened. Kill! Bugging. Nope. He spanked Nas all over nope. that track. Listeners, nope. welcome to Bugging. Kill! Nope. He spanked him. 100% no. Listeners, welcome to Bugging. He spanked him. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Your bias isn't allowing you to see it. Bias is not allowing you to see that Nas did not get killed in success. Bro, on Black Republican, Nas did his thing, innit? Yeah. On success, Jay spanked him. Nope. So, can I just Mohammed, say, what are you saying? I'm just saying to the listeners, welcome to Behind the Scenes. He spanked like him, bro. That's, That's what happens behind the scenes. This might not make it, to be fair, but go ahead. All I'm saying is, what, this whole topic or that bit? <laughs> Obviously, this bit. Um, well, I'm saying, nah, like... Well, I Jay think... said, I used to think of success. I used to give a fuck. Let... Nah, let me not even go <laughs> there, man. See, I'm too, I'm too excited. I can't even do it. I can't even do it, man. Nah, this is what I'm saying. I can't even do it, man. Away from Jay and Nas, do you think any big artist is not looking at who is dropping on the same day? That's spiteful to drop it the same weekend, though, man. Everyone, every big artist is looking at who's dropping the same Jay-Z day. Jay-Z pushed Jay Carton Of course he knows when Do you remember when Jay Carton done with Kanye? Bro. Come on, man. Remember Jay Carton done with Kanye? Which one? He pushed one center up two weeks to battle with Yeezus. Uh, to battle with... Oh, yeah. Matt M- M- Miller dropped the same day. Yeah, well. but he pushed his album. He even says it. He pushed up to beat comp- uh, to compete with Kanye. So I guess it's a competitive thing. But with Jay-Z, I do- Jay-Z's just doing that out of spite, man. Yeah, but Cole did Jay-Z's that. Jay-Z's doing that. Yeah, but Cole play. did it that one time. Yeah. Jay Z has been doing that since 2007. Jay Z got his wife involved. 2004, even. 2004. Jay Z got his wife involved. You know, you have to meet to get your wife all involved. I, this guy s- said to Beyonce, "Yo, yo, 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 come, we're jumping him." All I'm gonna say, it's a heavy He's coincidence, isn't it? It's not coincidence. Heavy. It's a heavy coincidence. A heavy coincidence does not exist, sir. Yo, that's all I can say. Native pride, yo, he he's doing it. Yo, fam, did a 50? What did 50 say? Power, whatever he did, he done that shit. Whatever he said, he did that shit. Yeah. That's Jay-Z. Anyway, we're not celebrating Jay-Z, we're celebrating Nas on a fantastic album. Oh, King's salute Disease. to you, bro. I'll so be, salute, salute to Nas, salute to Hit Boy, well. salute to everybody that was involved in the album. And boy, if Nas drops more albums like this, then we're going to be talking differently about him, for sure. And we grew up with the best rappers ever. It's not even, it's not even right. Well, Willie Peter with that one. No, it's not even, it's not even <laughs> right. It's not even right. And the reason why I say that audience is because he went, he literally went on a rant for about 
59 minutes. Yeah, listen, man. Do you know magical, it's, it's just unfair, isn't it? It's just, it's just unfair. Like, we really did grow up with the best rappers. Um, and, and, you know, listening to Nas in 2020 and just hearing how good he still raps, man, it just took me back to, you know, when these these guys were in their prime and just all the rappers that we've seen, man, and that class of rappers, we were just fortunate. And I just don't feel, I feel like we were probably spoiled and we probably won't go through that again. So that's why I'm so much of a snob. That's why when you man try and get me to listen to like a lot of these new rappers, I just can't do it because the levels are just extremely high. Like why would I settle for a fucking a little beret or a fucking and no disrespect Corday when Don't like when I flip in when I grew up with like the Jays and the Nas and the Black Thoughts and Andre Three Thousand like Corday is twenty one. Don't do that. To I don't. Oh, your monkeys. No, but don't do that. To but why would why would I settle? He's twenty one. Why would I like why? Why would you settle? Yeah, and the fact that you man and the fact that twenty one than Jay was at twenty one. Listen, man, and the fact that you man are even Sorry. asking me to settle. The fact that you man even like suggest these man and want me to like them and listen to them. Oh, yeah, oh, it's okay. appalling. It's oh, appalling. right, okay, oh, right. So you you want us to jump you right now? <laughs> <laughs> you want us to do that? You want us to? I'm just saying, it's just cool, appalling, cool, cool. man. Now, Corday's not bad, but listen, listen, listen. You can salute Nas around to add a caveat to everything you've just said. While I agree with spell caveat, spell caveat, exactly. Anyway, um, so as I was saying, some unnecessary words, fam. Anyway, to add a caveat to that, we live in an era, yeah, where lyricism doesn't matter as much. Sure, get that. We live in an era also where lyricism doesn't matter, it just doesn't matter as much. You can be a superstar without having been lyrical. Now, I agree with you. We definitely grew up in a time where we had the best rappers. That's 100% certain. But we just live in different times now. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine for us to live in different times where lyricism doesn't matter as much. It's always going to matter to me. Cool. But it doesn't always matter to everybody. There are people your age who don't matter. And who don't fine. care about lyrics. That's fine. But I just don't need to take can in you be a rap the rappers that don't take it seriously. Can you that's be a, fine. Can you be a rap fan without caring about lyricism? Yeah, of course, of course because there are. I mean, I listen to not all rappers. I listen not to like lyrics. But can you be a, a lack of hip hop hip hop yes. fan without caring about lyricism? Well, it's difficult, man. You know what I'm saying? It's your words, isn't it? Yeah, you can't be a real hip hop hip hop fan without caring about lyricism. You can't be. You can enjoy it. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't you think can't that's call true. I don't think that's true. That's a good debate. I don't think that's true. I think a lot of I think, I think a lot of it depends on the sound. A lot of it depends on the sound. We can get into it. I don't think you could be a hip hop head without caring about lyricism. I think we even need to have the conversation as to what how we define lyricism, because there are Is certain rappers. There are certain up? rappers that rap very well, but they aren't like lyricists. They just rap well. How much does content like matter who? to lyricism? Um, I think Meek's in there. I'm not even mad at that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Big that. Big Shaw's in there too. So, do you think that it comes to content matter? No, it's not content. It's how you put your words together. I think it's um, just how it's your skill set. It's how you rhyme your words. Was Beanie Siegel a lyricist? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Though? Yeah, but he. But the reason why he won't people won't class him as it is because what he's rapping about. No, I think. Tell it's... me a, someone that raps road. And that's been no, it's not about whether they rap road though. You can rap road and be a lyricist. But can you can you tell me someone that's been classed as a lyricist that raps road? Jay and Nas were rapping road their whole lives. I'm just, it's different with Beanie, though. Beans was raw. Beanie Siegel yeah, was very raw. But different. to me, because of how he painted these pictures. I love Beanie. Hmm, hold on. You might have stumped me a little bit. Because if I'm going by what the definition what I think the definition is in my head, 
You could probably argue that maybe he's not. I think Beanie is, man. The way Beanie put words together. Like I think it just depends together. on how you how you classify a lyricist. I think you should write this down. And we should do I it. need to think about it. Yeah. Let's do it right. now. I think we should do a topic on it. Let's do it now. Think What's the question? How would you how define, would you define how do you, yeah, how do you determine a lyricist? Well, and can he be a hip hop head? The more right, caring about lyricists. Well, here's the thing. I think a lyricist is someone who can take things that are usually talked about in hip hop and talk about them in a different way. Case in point, Rock Marciano. I always go back to his ly- his verse on Medusa by Willie the Kid, featuring mm. Ar- Action Brunson. Olive oil voice, poise, pipe the Caucasoid. He's saying the same shit. But he you says got a good it memory, man. In different, different. creative ways. That's <laughs> lyricism to me. What is lyricism to you, though? Do you know what it is? It's hard to say on a flyer because I know I'm going to change my mind. It's about lyricism is 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 what you say is how you say it. It doesn't need to always need to be superly rapidly. It's just. But that's what I mean by rock Marciano. Yeah, yeah, I get what you say. It's how you say that it. is not it's super duper rapidly. So it's two pack lyricist. I've never looked because at a yes. lot of, because a lot of people yes. but a lot of people say no. I've never looked at two pack of four lyricist. Can you be a poet without being a lyricist? No, no, I don't think so. So then he was a lyricist. So why do people yeah. say? Yeah. He's I would not? say he was a lyricist. And the and me. That's why. But. There are levels to lyricism. And that's why I always say Big was a better lyricist. Because his way of putting words together and putting stories together was just way more better. But Big was a better enticing. than Tupac. Sorry? Overall, Big was a better than Tupac. We're talking lyrically, though. Um, if we're talking rhyming, all right, fine. But I don't want people. Yeah, we'll to, we can't sleep on Tupac, though, as far as how he rhymed. But yeah, I think it's, it's difficult to define it, man. Like, yeah, lyricism is a hard one, man, because it's I struggle. Such, it's such an open. Page, it's such an open book, bruv. Like, yeah. how do you? Because then, like, I Beanie do... to me, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off at all. Beanie to me, bro, Beanie really, if you got me real life thinking about how you was growing up and I could picture you in uh, Philly and I could picture you selling yeah. crack with an Aki bid, like, yo, you've put me in there. And the only way you could put me in there is if you paint a picture at a certain level. Listen, I just looked up Listen. the definition, man. A lyricist is someone that, a person who writes the words to a popular song or musical. Everyone's a lyricist. So yeah, so I think what similar to what Yemi was saying, it just depends on your your level of lyricism. But also, I think uh, lyricism has been bastardized to suggest elite level, maybe even incoherent storytelling. Now, what I mean, what I mean by that is, if we take a song like Lupe Fiasco Mural, right? If you if you play that to ten people, maybe. Three of them will get what he's actually talking about. To me, that's what I think a lot of rap fans think lyricism is. Mm. Oh, yeah, when it goes over Stories your head. that go lyrical over your... Miracle. Lyrical, lyrical miracle. Lyrical miracle, stories too. that go over your head. Um, Royce the Five Nine is a fucking lyricist to me. And he is not the same as Lupe Fiasco. Because you know exactly what Royce is talking about a lot of the time. I'll put your whole family in boxes like you're the Brady Bunch. That is lyricism. But you can understand what Lupe is talking about, though. It's very, it is complex, it depends, but it you depends, can understand what he's talking about. It depends on who you are, bro. I, I genuinely think it depends on who you are. Yeah, it doesn't always need to be. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't always need to go over your head. I think you have to be, you have to have a certain IQ to listen to you, Lupe. 100%. To so really take him in. Yo, Lupe, you need to be a hip hop head. You're average man. To really to take him in. Mm. An average man. Mural, I've listened to about 30 times. Mm. More time, I still don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, all black, everything, he spun that song. When his wife, the world flipped. SLR. Like, He's, st- you know what I mean? It's busy. You, you have to be, busy. I think for that, that audience, I think for that type of lyricism, you need to be somewhat qualified. Mm. But for me, the, the 
purest form of lyricism is just taking things that people, all people talk about, from mainstream rappers to lyrical rappers, and just saying them in different ways. And this is why I use the Rock Marciano example, because he finds different ways to say the same things. Mm. That, to me, is a gift. And that, to me, is lyricism. Mm. It's a weird it's one. Same thing with Adjun Bronson. Adjun Bronson says things that are just enticing and lyrical, but not many people would say it in the same way. You think Adjun Bronson's a lyricist? 100% he's a lyricist. I can't give it to him. He's 100% a lyricist. I can't give it to him personally. Most white rappers are lyricists. Let's not do that. Yellow Wolf is no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Like, come on, you've gone too far. Eminem. Yeah, me. Okay. Action Bronson. Action Bronson, no. Aesop Rock. I think I'm going to put... R.A. The Rock. I'm going to put an asterisk by Action Bronson. LP. LP, I'm going to put asterisks next to him as well. No, he's definitely a lyricist. He was? He's 100% a lyricist. I think Yellow Wolf is a lyricist. I would see. I don't know. Now we yeah, know. but listen. No, no, we, also, we, we, I think we've driven this train off the bus. <laughs> we've driven this. But wait, train. Hold, no, up, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You've never listened to Yellow Wolf. I've listened to Yellow Wolf. How much of Yellow Wolf have you listened to? <laughs> Maybe three songs. Then how can you judge? Because I can judge off those three songs. Nah, man. You need to listen to One Train. You need to listen to Without Morden with Prime and Royce. You really think Yellow Wolf is a lyricist, bro? Yes, he's a lyricist, bro. I disagree, but then that's just me. Fine, that's but fine. we also need to be careful. Well, it to be, our, ears, our ears are different. What was you going to say, Pete? I think we also need to be careful with rappers that rap fast. Because I think a lot of the time, people rappers that rap fast, you can be fooled into thinking that they're lyrical mm-hmm. because of how quick. how quick and how tight it sounds. And I think Eminem has become very good at it. Although Eminem is probably not the best example because he's actually a lyricist, but there are numerous... And I know you used, you were talking about white rappers, and I think there are a lot of white rappers that fall into that that trap a lot. Like really. who? Uh, uh, I, don't think, I don't think there are many, bro. Uh, what's his name? And even the Machine that... Gun Kelly, Yellow Wolf. I feel like them man fall into that. Yellow Wolf doesn't even rap that fast. To me, he does. To me, he does. Um, so I feel like, and not even just them, just rappers in general, man. I feel like rappers that rap fast can fool you into thinking that they're lyrical. And Busta Rhymes has done it a few times. Ludacris has done it a few times. So you also got to be careful with that. That's a skill. Rapping fast is a skill. But if you're not saying anything, it's an easy then trick. how much? Yeah, then how it's much? It's trick. a very easy it's trick. Easy trick. And how much of a skill is it? But Yellow Wolf does does say things. I will stand. I will die on that hill. But you died on that hill, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. But I think any white rapper or any rapper that takes lyricism seriously and raps to that degree can be considered a lyricist. Maybe. I just don't want to give the word away, so it's hard because... It's not like I'm saying... I'm not, it's I'm not, not like saying you're... I'm not saying it's not like I'm, I'm saying Jack saying Harlow was a fucking I'm lyricist. Saying, I'm not saying you're saying you're rated dead man. I'm not saying you are at all. I'm saying I just... You're kind of saying that with Yellow no, Wolf. No, I think, yeah, I think Yellow Wolf's trash. What? I'm okay. never going to hide it. I think Yellow Wolf is beyond dead. <laughs> like, not even hating on him. I think he's disgusting. Fine. But it's hard for me to give... Like, for example, I don't look at Rick Ross, I think Rick Ross is a lyricist. And I love Rick Ross. And the I way Rick Ross puts words together is amazing. Why, though? Because the content. I don't, that's, I don't know if that's what it's got to do. I don't think your content should determine whether a lyricist is. I don't though. think it should. I think, it, in, I think in, the, in, the case, I think in the case of Rick Ross, that's the only thing that matters. Subconsciously, it has to play a part, bro. Because Rick Ross puts words together beautifully. I want lemon pepper wings. I want a yard with Tim made backs, fam. <laughs> I want this shit. Because the way he puts... You're signed to MMG, sir, bro. What? You're signed to MMG. Bro, am I bugging though? Does Rick Ross makes everything sound sublime. He does. Yeah, he does. But would you say he's a lyricist? I'd say in his... But how many people can paint a better picture than Rick I feel Ross? like he has his moments. 
Yeah, but I, I don't would, class him as a lyricist. I would say the last couple of years have been his moments. Yeah. I'd say in the last couple of years, he's probably grown into a lyricist. But that's what I don't look at him. Whereas I look at Joe Budden, the first thing I dropped, we got Joe Budden. Yo, you're this. I think, but, I think, but, I think we, I think we're getting caught sorry, up in. To cut you off though, yeah, we associate lyricism with being a backpack, backpack that's rapper a too. Fact as well. Joe Budden, most deaf, Tadwa Kwali, yeah, uh, common, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we <laughs> associate. We'll tell. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We associate those guys with being lyricists because that's all we've seen from them. They're backpack rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is where I think lyricism has been a bit skewed because we're only associating lyricism with a certain amount of people who can put certain words together. But I would put Rock Marciano in that same backpack rap group. Even though if I haven't listened to him that much, I will still put him in that group because he's mm. been there for so long. Mm. And he's not really that well known. Still. He's been there for 20 years. He's still not that I've well known. I've got a question for you guys then. Where would you guys put, say, certain battle rappers like lyricism? Because today ain't that the purest form. It's it's one style of lyricism, man. They just no, battle. No, it's rap. not though, because there's punches. There's yeah, but there's, there's yeah, but no. What I mean by there's a, it's a style. I'm I'm talking about in the forum of battle rap. They they are displaying they can't do the song. they're yeah they're displaying the ability to to go at someone and obviously using different. Forms of lyricism in that realm. Yeah, because it's schemes. Yeah, but it's yeah, different yeah. when you're writing a song, though. But then those people that write songs can't do it in a battle rap. Some can. I have They just can't yet. deliver it. Yeah, Joe Budden the bars are there. Joe Budden, yeah, but but you just can't. They just can't deliver it. Yeah, so it's true. just a bit different, isn't it? But I feel like with this whole, you know, what is a lyricist conversation, I think it's important not to get sucked into style over substance. Because you mentioned Rick Ross and you said he puts words be- like together beautifully. I think so. Why can't someone like a Rick Ross be looked at as a lyricist? That's what I'm asking. And I think it's more so to do with his style. You don't, yeah. And yeah. how he puts the words together. If it was like, Explain. if it was more rapid and you were hearing more like multi-syllable rapping, then you would probably be like, yeah, he's a lyricist. But because it's a lot more spaced out, and he may not rap, he may not rhyme like... It's very simple. Three words well. in a yeah. single sentence. You don't look at him as that. But in what he's doing, it's not that. I don't think... I don't think it would be unfair to classify him as a lyricist. I'm not saying a top-notch lyricist. Who's a better lyricist, him or Wale? From a technical perspective, Wale. But I enjoy the way Ross puts together words more than Wale. But I think to Yemi's backpack thing... Wale's always going to be looked at as a super, way superior lyricist to Rick Ross. And I think Yemi's got a point with the backpack rap team. That's a style versus substance though. Because Rick Ross is flashy. Flashy, yeah. You, you, you struggle to... But he puts words together better for me. Than Wale. But Wale's a better lyricist in terms of... Substance plays a part, I guess, isn't it? Mm. I think substance is the biggest... To me, maybe I'm bugging. I just think substance subconsciously plays a part, man. I think the older we get though, and the more we listen... I think, yeah, the older we get and the more we listen to rap, the um, I think the more trained our ears are as far as being able to spot who's a lyricist and who's not. Nowadays, it's not really about style for me. I'm listening to what you're saying and how Same you're here. Same yeah, here. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to more so what you're saying and how you're choosing to paint that picture. I'm not listening to... So I might be listening to the words. The flow's not going to determine whether you're a lyricist though. Yeah. But someone like a... Someone like an MF Doom, for example, he's a lyricist. The way he puts these words together, the way he... Even though you might not necessarily understand everything he's saying, if you really look at it from a technical perspective, the way he is describing what he's talking about is is quite complex. Um, and yeah, I think probably a lot of the time 
how you, whether you're viewed as a lyricist is, I guess, depending on how complex your bars are. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't know if that ne that's necessarily fair. But that's not fair. That's not fair at all. And it's, it goes back to my Lupe example. He's seen as a lyricist because of how complex his bars are. Yeah. And people who are like that as well. Like, would you say Black Thought is that complex? He was. He um, was. Not as much anymore, I feel like. Yeah, he's, he's, his style has, like, changed and evolved over the years. You know, he's still extremely nice, but it's probably not as complex as, you know, when he was rhyming on, like, the roots as Illidelph Half-Life. For me, that was probably his lyrical highest point. As he's gone on, his, his, his style has evolved and he's just found another way to paint his picture. But he's, he's, I think, yeah, his bars are still very complex. You still have to pay attention. You still have to have a, a particular level of IQ. Yeah. Listen, man, I just think that we need to go away from the whole idea that you have to be complex to be lyrical. Because I think that's generally what the main stimulating point of being a lyricist is. You have to be complex. You have to be, like, misunderstood by, like, the general public to be a lyricist. But that's really just not the case. Like, I, for me, it's just about how you put words together. Mm. If you put them together in the artistic way, then you're you're, you're a lyricist, bro. Mm. For right. me, and whether that includes certain people that might necessarily have been seen as lyricists, or whether it, it excludes certain people, you have to give certain people props for the way they put words together because it's very easy to rap, but it's not as easy to put words together in a way that is different to everybody else. Mm. But it's mad though, because. We all thought Jay Electronica was one of the most rapidly, super, which he is, super lyrical people ever. So the last album dropped and then Jay-Z jumped on it. Nah, but with the Jay, with Jay... No, I'm saying Jay was always known as lyrical, but I feel like... Jay-Z... You never thought it was gonna, the gap was going to be that big. No, but the reason why the gap was big is because of flow. Jay-Z's, yeah. like, flow adds a lot, man. And I feel like people probably take into consideration your flow when talking about lyricism as well. Yeah. Because if you've got, like, a, a, a dull flow, um, how you take in the lyricism or how you pay attention to it is so much different. But doesn't like Jay-Z was so much... Jay-Z, what he was doing on that album with Jay Electronica, he was slightly showing off. Is that he, part of lyricism as well, the how you put it together and how it sounds, or is it just the words? For me, it's just the words. Just the words. Just the so words. So it doesn't matter how it comes, how you say Yeah, it. it's just the words, man. I'm not going to lie. Because if it's just the words, the Jay Electronica held his weight. I'm not going to lie. Jay Electronica's main setup point is the fact that he can tell stories so intricately. Jay-Z was doing that better than him on that album. See, Personally. I, it was, I think it was all in the flow. I think it was just how Jay-Z was, Jay was delivering it to us, man. Maybe. Jay, Jay, Jay's, Jay's a master, he's masterful when it comes to yeah. flowing, isn't it? He's been doing it for way too long. Jay Electronica's flow is very different. It's a lot more spoken wordy. Yeah. You're going to take it in completely different. JJ was showing his ability to, 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 bit, to, to flip and bend different flows of yeah. different type of beats. Jay Electronica only raps one way. My thing is though, this is me personally, I respect the person who slows down his flow, says lyrical shit, like really deep shit, more than the person who does the double time or increases I hate his flow a little bit more just to seem more lyrical. But in that scenario with the Jay Elect album, even though Jay Elect was doing what he usually does, as far as flow, as far as storytelling, even if Jay was rapping a little bit faster than him, he was still beating Jay Elect up. Mm. Content-wise, flow, lyrically, everything. But Jay Elect is still a lyricist because of the way he's able to put words together. Mm. 
Yo, I want one answer, no thinking. Greatest lyricist of all time. You know me? Greatest lyricist of all time? Yep. Say no thinking, big man. Take your time. Greatest lyricist? I can't. I can't. I, I, I want I, one name. I want one name. <sighs> Shit, man. I know who I'm going with. Fuck it, Nas. Pete. I've got to give you just one name. One name. Can Let's I say... Brother, I want one name. <laughs> I don't want to hear the reasons why. <laughs> Black Thought. I'm going to go with Nassim Jones. I've got another question. The, the best lyricist that never blew. So someone that's not big. What's your favourite lyricist ever? So you can say Black Thought again if you want. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> don't high five and shit. Hey, that was a good one, isn't it? You hey, want to lose this That was good. <laughs> you want to high five Yo, that was a good one, isn't it? And that was I one mean, of the better ones. I mean, yeah. That was one of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this since episode 10, bruv. Yeah, you might, you might, you might Pete, have lost. Pete, you gotta give that to me. No, I'm not giving that to me. Alright, cool. But that was me, good. That was good. You don't um, have to answer the question. You can if you want. Um, that never. That, blew. Like someone that's underground ish, blue ish, but like someone that's not like a J or Nas or. I can give you one underrated lyricist. Yeah, go on then. Um, I think Fabulous, Fabulous. is extremely underrated, man. I feel like. Mellow Clue, like DJ Clue Era Fab oh was. Um, for me, he, he was incredible, bro. Like, Shout out to Ernesto. Who? Ernesto. DJ Clue. <laughs> is that his name? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Fab was super nice, man. So he still is, but back then, oh, yeah, man. Different levels, isn't it? Yeah, man. Different levels. Shout out to Clue. When man. he was raw, so, when, he was, when he was called Fabulous Sport. So in what position would you like him to be in that someone else has right now? No, I think he, um, the, where he's at right now is probably what he's deserved to... To, to, to have and where he deserves to be. What's a man? Lyric- I just think he's an underrated lyricist though. A lyricist by proxy, by default, have a glass ceiling because if they're only talking about shit that doesn't sell, they're only going to reach a certain place. But your lyricism ain't your content though. This is what I'm trying to like convey. Your lyricist is how you put your words together so you can be talking about a bunch of shit. I agree. But I feel like a lot of rappers have mistaken content for lyricism and that's why they haven't blown. Lupe, food and liquor, the cool Lupe, might not have been nowhere near as lyrical as he is now. But he blew off that because he was talking about shit that was relatable and people actually cared about. Kick Push was about the, the nerds. I don't and think the it skaters. was. A, I still don't think it was a content thing with Lupe. I think it was probably how he was conveying that message. The content. I don't. Th- I, don't I don't think it was the content, bro. But in that, was, but in that, the content is fifty. Is fifty percent. Yeah, if, you're how, compa- yeah, if, you're, if you're compa- if you're conveying the content that people want to hear in the right way, it's going to be taken in a certain way. Yeah, but a song like Kick Push, who's not going to like Kick Push? Because on the surface, it's just about skateboarding. You might be shit, surprised. It? And it sounded, it was just an easy listen. Yeah, but like... And it, back then, it was like um, skateboarding culture was, you know, making its way into hip hop as well and, and all of that shit. So... Peter Abbey had it. Yeah. How many niggas do you know that skateboard? Saeed used to. One. Thank you. This is a whole different audience, especially in the mainstream. Lupe came from Touch the Sky and did Kick Push, right? Skateboarding for black people, while it would have been a popular thing, because obviously black people could skateboard at the time, it's not a thing that was considered necessarily mainstream for black people, especially black men. So when someone who is Kanye co-signed especially, that's important, does that, 
it's going to hit a little bit more. I don't necessarily think if, if, if it was a skateboard and maybe he didn't have to Kanye co-sign or maybe he wasn't as lyrical, I don't think it, it might not have done as well. Mm. I don't think anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's mainly how you convey. I don't think it's so much the content, man. I think, I think Big, depends, Biggie's, a, Big, Biggie's a perfect example. You can compare the Biggie and Jay-Z's a perfect example of that. Like When Biggie was popping, he found a way to convey... Him and Jay were talking about the same shit, but Biggie made it a lot more simple. Which is why Biggie, I think Biggie was big, probably bigger around the early 90s than, than Jay could have been. Because Jay wasn't, I don't think Jay had really seen, seen the vision yet. And I don't think he had really perfected dumbing down to an extent or making his, or conveying his message in a more accessible way. Whereas Biggie was, was a lot more simple. True, but I also think eras matter too. So what I mean by that is Biggie and Jay were in an era where the sort of shit they were talking about was popping. That mafioso shit, that gangster shit, popping. Lupe came out at a time where hip-hop was kind of almost screaming for an alternative because they had seen 50, they had seen Kanye. And Lupe, while not trying to disrespect him as much, is essentially a, a, a child of Kanye, in mm. a sense. So he was very much again, he was very much, a, a, he was very much a rage against the machine in a sense, in a sense. Because at the time, obviously, 50 was still popping. You know I mean, Southern rap was on the rise slowly. So people wanted that alternative. We all want different things from our lyricists. I want my lyricist to either tell me a political side. I want, I want my lyricist to talk that gutter shit. And that's another thing we need to address. I think a lot of people assist, uh, associate lyricism with political content. Yes. Definitely what you talk about. Really? It's what yes. I said to you. It's what you talk about. Actually, so. there's a reason why a commentary. common will get Because Or maybe not political content, but it's commentary what you overall. Rap about. It's what you rap about. But commentary overall. If, whether that's political or social. There's I a reason why Mustaf gets the lyricist title ahead quicker than another rapper would. Because of what Mustaf's rapping about. It helps him. For better or for worse, it helps a Mustaf. It helps a common. It helps a Talib Kweli. Because of what these men are rapping about. Yeah. That's weird to me, man. That's but always, that's just how that's it's always been very weird. It's always me. been like that. If you come out and you're rapping straight, but this is where, but this is where the meaning of lyrical has been skewered because I think a lot of people think that lyrical is not what the mainstream is doing, yeah. which is a problem because not everything that's not mainstream is lyrical. Mm. People put that lyrical tag on people without really understanding whether they're lyrical or not or what they're rapping about. Mm. And again, like you can be lyrical despite the content, you can be. That's what I believe. But a lot of people put lyricism in a certain box, in a certain area that puts it on a pedestal. So yeah, we're going to move on to the final topic of today. <laughs> and Peter basically came up with this one. Yeah. Peter's a genius. Bro, um, do, do you know what the maddest thing is? Like The reason why I came up with this year is something that I'm big up my boys, um, Sheriff and Freddie. We used to joke about this like way back in the day in the group chat. Like, a lot of these rappers are just liars. They just aren't to be trusted. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to, like, I can't remember who I was listening to, but I just remember feeling like, yo, I don't believe what you're telling me right now. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's great entertainment value. But I just don't believe you. So I just thought it would be a good topic for us to have a bit of fun with. Do you mind want me to go <laughs> so first? So who, who are yeah, the biggest, what are the biggest lies you've heard a rapper Fam, tell? oh my God. Please do, bro. Um, so I... I and um, the reason why, like, it's easy for me to recall these bars is because, like, growing up, I was really into, like, the punchline type rap, in it. So Cassidy, Jadakiss, 
Papoose, they were Lloyd Banks, they were people that I really enjoyed listening to. Um, so Cassidy and Jadakiss, they're, they're, they're two people that have given me a lot of lies over my life. And I genuinely feel like these two rappers aren't to be trusted. Sure. Great rappers, but they just aren't to be trusted. Mm -hmm. So I remember Cassidy had a bar back in like 2005 said great rappers on a song called um, Aim for the Head with Game. And he was like, um, that ice on your sleeve, that's light cheese. I spend a hundred G's a year on white tees. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> In 2005, yo. you were not spending one hundred thousand dollars. That sounds wavy. Well, I mean, no, it sounds great. It sounds great. It's a great stunt. You should have done that. You should. Ah, oh, fam, Cassidy. It didn't get no better, but that's a bar. Fam. Do you believe him though, Cassidy? One hundred thousand pounds. I believe that. I believe that because look at look at look at, look at in two thousand five. Look at the white tees they were wearing in two thousand five. Yeah, me. In two thousand five, they were all three sizes too big for me. Cassidy's not spending hundred bags on t-shirts. Not Cassidy. I don't think you man are deep in what I'm saying. In two thousand and five, not Cassidy. Not in two thousand and five, everyone's wearing tees that went down to their knees. So I believe it. I don't believe Cassidy's spending hundred bags on anything. Maybe not hundred bags. Maybe like ten G's at best. I just yeah. thought it was, I just thought the nerve of you. The yeah, goal, the right? nerve, the nerve, like, and I'm tired of these rappers. Bro. Bro. Wasn't bro. Wasn't yeah, I meant um, to get a goal. And then I had, um, I had a Jada Kiss one as well. No, don't do that. No, I'm sorry, man. Kid Kiss has got to get him. Nah, man. come on, man, you're childish, bro. Bro, I was thinking about it. Fab has had a couple. <laughs> Cam Cameron had a couple. Jada Kiss was like, um, my bathtub lift up, my walls do a three sixty. We got the shit that the government got. What's wrong with that? So First in, of all, your bath ain't lifting up in it, and your walls ain't doing a three sixty. Sure, sure. Uh, no. So you mean you're always doing the same thing that I can do with a yo-yo? That around the world too? Maybe it's somewhere when you're high. What? Maybe it's somewhere when you're high. When you're high, you feel like my yard's in a 360. No, he didn't mean that. I'm just saying, what's the He said that? he's got the same shit that the government's got. You're still top five, Jadakiss. <laughs> yeah, that's an astronomical what? lie right there. <laughs> what lie? Astronomical. Um, and then I've got one more, another one from Jadakiss. You're childish right now, what lie? He was like, um, fam, he said, Chrome for fifth them because they're still snitching. The pool's in the living room. I swim to the kitchen. <laughs> Who said that? Jada Kiss. Oh yeah, he's definitely swimming. He never swam a day. He never swam. He has never swam a day in his life. The pool's in the living room. I swim to the kitchen. In the water in Yonkers. So you mean this guy's doing breaststroke from the um from the couch to make see, tuna see, sandwich see, in the kitchen? See, see, see what he does. I feel you though. He he definitely lied. You're being very picky, but he definitely lied. So this guy's. If you want to be childish, it's okay. Fam, this guy's doing doggy paddle from from the, <laughs> yo, yo, from, yo. from the couch yeah, to, to go and get um, to go and get a cool cool glass of Guinness Stout. What are you say he's restaurant Yeah, nah, I, he I'm done. Like he's man. Man. Fam, yeah, I'm done, man. So yeah, these man these man are liars, isn't it? I've got up. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. These man I've only liars, got one uh, when it comes from our boy Aubrey Graham. Um, <laughs> Don't tell me you had the same one as me. I had this down as well. I've got um, a lyric that he did on his drill song, War. No, I've got another one. Um, he basically said, what, is he, what did he say? I don't do well with people making disses or making threats. Warrior got, man got flown off private jets for way, way less. Now, if I'm to believe... <laughs> Yo, when you me start off a sentence with now. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm to believe what he actually meant, meaning that he did a narcos thing where he flew a guy over the fucking country on a private jet and flung him off it, he's fucking lying. <laughs> because my man has never flung a guy off a private jet. That's some Colombian Sicario fucking meddling Madain cartel. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that was a scene in Scarface. That was a scene in, that was a scene in Narcos, bro. <laughs> the DEA did that to one of mm. Pablo's Sicarios. Mm. Dre uh, Aubrey's not doing that, my guy. 
Mobley's not doing I'm with well. You, man. Now here's the thing. He freaked it because <laughs> the first line was truth. He said, I don't do well with people making this or making threats. That's a fact. That's a big fact. And then the next line was a bull-faced line. It's a paradox, bruv. Aubrey, you are a paradox to hip-hop. What are you doing, fam? You're mad. That's I'm, That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Mohammed? I had one from Drake. I'm done. Bro. You got a Drake one as well? I got a Drake one. Fam, no, these did, rappers are not to be trusted. What did he say in headlines? Not at all. What did he say in headlines? You're going to make me catch a body like that. Who you killing? <laughs> Big boy, who I mean, I would hope nobody. Push. I would slap you. I would, hope, no, I would hope nobody. This guy said, Push. Don't, don't, what do you say? Don't yeah. get high. You're going to make me catch a body like that. Who I mean, are you murdering? You're a good you. You, murder you, me drove, you had a wheelchair in a TV show. Shut your bitch ass up, bruv. But he got shot though. So his body nearly got, nearly Fam, got caught. He's a good you. But anyway, these are the ones I had. I had them. Hold on. I remember Dr. Dre said in 2003, look out for detox. You are a liar. <laughs> Off the rip. The devil is a liar. I'll shame him, fam. <laughs> and then, do you remember? Now, i got to say this because Rick Ross is my guy. Rick Ross had a bar where he goes, I know Pablo Noriega, the real Noriega. He owes me 100 favors. You. <laughs> <laughs> you are a correctional officer. So not only do you know Escobar, you are a correctional officer. The real Noriega no, is your favourite. No. Yeah. The say? bad thing is that's a bar, fam. fam. This guy said, "I know Noriega, the real Noriega. He owes me a hundred favours. You are yours, a correctional officer. You pussy, yo, bro. That's a bar. Who does he owe you? That's a bar. Fam. And the last one I had, yeah, is someone said Tupac without the nose ring. Hmm. Who said that? Two chains. Ill. Yeah, two no. chains is probably the biggest lie in hip hop. Yeah. No, he's not, man. Two, two chains. Nah, two chains was brazen as fuck. Fab, Fab is up there. Fab's giving us a couple cheeky lies. Two I can't. He had a bar, which I can't. Quite I'm recall, sure he has a questionable line in all me. Bro, Fab said that he was oh, like he man. had um he had better he had better cars than his teachers when he was in junior high. I mean, if he's okay, no, I mean, <laughs> no, you not? did not. Hang on, hang on. Why is that not truth? Junior high. Junior high was like what? That's like primary school. What's primary school? Oh, okay. Primary school or secondary school? No. Okay. No, bar? you do not. Oh, I've got it here as well. The way I used to equip with features, I was coming to junior high school with better whips than the teachers. Bro, what? Junior high is like primary that's school. It. Yeah, yeah, that's, high, it. Yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. I can't yeah. remember what, tra- what song that was on. I've got it here. Cameron gave us a couple too. Cross the Water Remix. Bam. Two Chain said, and my dick so hard it made the metal detector go off. And I my mean, dick so hard no. it made them That's creative. How does that work? Well, by the way, he bodies that song. How does that work? I don't know. It doesn't work. I don't, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to find out how He's it a works liar. either. He bodied that song though. He's a liar. Yeah, it's true. He said I'm Tupac without the nose ring. You're a, oh, Just bought a shirt that cost a Mercedes Benz car note. I mean, I, oh, I Someone that. had a bar, yeah. It was so true, but it pissed me off, bro. You see Diddy's whole verse at the same damn time. Mm. I don't know if he was lying or telling the truth, but it was stupid. It was dumb, the bars you were saying. Mm. This guy said, I caught me back to that white tees. Am I a dickhead? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Where do I Cassidy spending a hundred racks on? This guy said, because I caught me back to that they're white tees. No, did he took the piss? <laughs> and then he said, I got that. I could build a mall right by your house money. This guy said, I can't open Westfield and your next door neighbors. Yeah. And this guy said, you took about that 500. You took about that, and you, took about, you said you got 500. You took about that Benz, nigga. I took about that 500. I took about them M's, nigga. Diddy styled on man on same damn time. Diddy might be deflect- one of the best at f- flexing. I've never seen a better flex than same damn time remix. Don't worry if Do I write what? rhymes. I write checks. Bruv. Do you know what he used to say? I caught me back to like white tees. Big man, yeah, that's one pound at Primark. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Come on. And that's, that's not a crazy. lie. That's why I didn't add it. But I swear I want to. You're not buying me back to like white tees, bruv. <laughs> he, he might though. He might be. He's pushing a billion. Yeah, man. I, I, I believe he is, man. Yeah, that's, that, no, that's my list. That's way more believable because we know what he's got. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's a we really don't know what two chains got. That bar special. We bro. definitely don't know what Fabulous got or Jadakiss. That's a junior Jade, high. Oof. Jadakiss was not getting paid from Rough Riders enough money to have his walls do a 360. We're not doing that. <laughs> Nor does he have a swimming pool in his in his in his in his front room. We're not. We're just not going to do that. Can you ask me if I believe him? <laughs> do you believe him? Man? I believe Jadakiss. You believe Jadakiss? I believe Jadakiss. Listen. I'm sorry. By the way, nah, man. everyone go listen to the Locks album. Thank you very much. Yes, everybody. Yes, every, especially the Griselda collab as well. Yeah, that shit was lit, man. Yeah, posting on the pod, fucking man. crazy. Yeah, shout, out to, shout out to the locks, man. I'm so, I love it when our legends make music that are just still. I didn't think it was a good album, though. I did ask you for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we're gonna yeah, wrap tired. up here. So, uh, thanks a lot, guys, for that very detailed conversation about a lot of different topics. Once again, we went off topic, but it is what it is. Oh, that's um, now, isn't it? But you know, the desired topics that we had planned will be coming soon. We'll be taking a break next episode because me and Pete will be in Nigeria to uh, see off our dad who's being buried, um, his funeral. So um, yeah, we'll be back in four weeks' time. Yeah, I'm up. We'll be back in four weeks' time for episode 37. So until then, um, stay safe. Um, you know, hold on to your loved ones. Once again, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. R.I.P. Um, J- um, not Jacob Blake. Jacob he's, not, Blake. he's alive still. Oh, um, yeah, he got paralyzed. Our, our wishing wishing, wishing um, Jacob Blake a speedy rep- recovery and all prayers with him as well. And Happy and birthday, Twain Salau. I think it was her birthday last week. 100%. Recent. I think she would have been 20 or 21. Rest in perfect peace yeah. as well for that as well. Forget, and, and until next time, guys, take stay care. Safe, stay safe. Peace. You'll hear from us soon. Peace.